You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Well, Nicola, coming up, this was pretty crazy and very close to home. We interviewed my two brothers. Colin and Richard, your baby brothers. Scots. And wow, this is a not to be missed episode. <laughs> it is hilarious. It's heartfelt. And you're going to get to know a bit more about Daddy. It's true. She's yeah. actually one of eight. They <laughs> shoot some dirt on me when growing up, which is hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, Colin was an NFL player. And Richard's a uh, producer, has a big media production company. And honestly, their lives were entwined in many ways when Colin was at the University of Hawaii. We couldn't stop laughing, honestly. It's, look, I'm selling tickets on my family right now, but... And so you should, die. Yeah. You know, really, you have got the most <laughs> remarkable family. And I've always sort of like, you know, butted in and, and as they say, on the like the, You're another the sister. sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just such a great chat. And I just love chatting with your brothers. It was and beautiful. so everyone, I'm sure, you know, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, eight kids. So it was almost to me like just even sitting and interviewing, it was like uh, watching a movie for me. Wow. Yeah, like wow. the reel was playing. That's yeah. interesting because yeah. I didn't know for you what it's going to be like yes. around the kitchen table back in the day, but hearing the stories <laughs> and yeah. about, uh, you know, your mum and dad too. Yeah, and uh, honestly because there's a, a vein of positivity that runs very strongly through the family, all of us, and as I said actually in the, as you'll hear in the podcast, that there's a river of love that runs through us too and some days you want to just literally kill them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but that river of love you tap into and saves you every time and off you go flowing down the river again. So I think it's many lessons in it too. Like yeah. as parents or grandparents, the way mum and dad set examples and a lot of things they quoted, which blew me away. Yeah. There's a lot I learned too. Wow, Di, yeah. I love hearing yeah. that. Well, I'm sure you guys are going to absolutely love hearing this and getting to know a bit more about Di and her two, Enjoy. just two of the you know, beautiful baby brothers, <laughs> Colin Rich. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Today, we have family at our back fence, Di's hunky and super sporty and loving big baby brothers, Colin and Richard Scotts, joining us here at our back fence. This is going to be fun. I reckon a bit of dirt on Didi here. Start the party. <laughs> and hearing the real behind the scenes of what life really was like growing up in one of Sydney's most iconic and chaotic Palm Beach families, <laughs> the Scotts, with all eight kids. Oh well, <laughs> Colin, living legend, the first rugby player in the world in to head. make it into the <laughs> NFL in the USA. He's also written a best-selling book with the best name of all, All Balls. Mum named it. <laughs> wow. It's true. Amazing. <laughs> and a proud dad of two. Richard, super smart, charismatic, and a former first-grade national rugby champion himself, now sells sports to the world. He runs a hugely successful media company and presently is putting together a film script of Colin's amazing life called Rough Diamond, let alone proud father of four and is our neighbour. So, <laughs> so much to tell. Welcome, lads, to the back fence. Great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> Nicholas wanted you guys on, because Nicholas known my family, God, well, how long? Like 86. 
Well, there you go. Uh, you remember yeah. the, I'm surprised you don't remember the date. Yep. I think I do. Sometimes, Nick, I forget you're not a sister. We, <laughs> it's have, we have so many. So. Yeah, yeah, they say you're the oh. sick sister. Yeah. Well, not six. Six. Well, a bit. Sister. A bit of <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but guys, scary. hey, welcome. And uh, look, we've got the part of the fam here. And you really are, of all the families I've ever met in my life, you're the most beautiful, loving, generous, kind, amazing family. You really are. And I say that from the heart. But saying that, what was it like having Di as a big sister growing oh. up in those oh. early days? Never boring, Nick. Never I'm just going to take boring. a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> two things about Where are you going, Di? <laughs> no, there's two things about Di. Laughter and energy, and there was never a quiet time with Di. That's why I'm so happy she's found somewhere where she can release this energy. And it was it's true. It's true. That, you know, and, and life to me is all about energy and enthusiasm and passion, and Di just oozes it. You can be the most boringest the parties and I remember as a kid and mm-hmm. Di would walk in and it just took off. That's a, that's a gift, Di. That's a it's gift. True, it's true. And it's always it's been true. an animated family. I mean, yes. as anyone can attest to, when you grow up in a big family, I, in fact, the older I get, the more I begin to appreciate what a privilege it is to grow up in a big family, but especially a family like ours where you had to do a lot of talking to be noticed, but it's everybody true. was uh, outgoing. Uh, everyone was successful in their own right. I think we're all very different and we don't always agree, but uh, we've just got this, you know, bond between us, which is quite hard to explain. I've always said it's a river of love yeah. that just flows yeah. constantly, even though at times you want to kill one or two yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, why my yeah. friends often turn up and see us arguing, going, oh, you hate one another. And I go, yeah. no, no, it's just right. how yeah. we express ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes it's good to get things, you know, I think getting things off your chest, you know, you've got to do that. But mm. Di is just one of five very eccentric <laughs> sisters. And, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of you know, Colin and I were with one other younger brother as well. I mean, yeah. growing up with five sisters is fantastic because they looked after us and um, they're all stylish, fun, and, yeah, and super successful, so popular. And the other thing too, everyone forgets when you've got a family of eight kids, you generate mm. such an energy. We drew so many other kids to our household. Yeah, so we grew true. up with every day, and Cole can attest to as well, you run into people saying, oh, I spent all this time at your house and your family. Pat Rafton used to go, break into the house. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just, everybody the turned up at our so house. As Dad always said to me, and, and, and I'll never forget it, son, the best thing about Scott's family, you, you can, if you can laugh at yourself, no one can laugh at you. And I think it's a really good base mm. for anybody going forward as humour and laughter seems to be dying out. If you don't it's take true. yourself seriously, life, you, you can't be hurt by anybody. Yeah, I love hearing that. that. I think that yeah. is a really good Scots trait. Yeah, I, it is. I can see that. Yeah, Even yeah. on our last sort of like family yeah. holiday there, and I was saying family, it was your family, but I've included myself in the family. It doesn't die <laughs> in Ibiza. <laughs> and host the wedding. And just the next day when we're all having sort of like a, a dinner on the beach and just seeing everybody all relaxed in this one huge big table and the interaction and the laughter. And I just sat back and looked at you all as a family and just was in awe, going, yeah. well, this is unique. It's great and it's energy. Beautiful. And we've got mum and dad to thank for that. Absolutely. Just kind, generous. And, you know, dad, we lived a, you know, a good life. Dad was pretty well off, but he was he was t- tough as well, self-made yes. guy. Yeah. Well, tell he, us a bit about your dad. Well, oh. he was always, dad was, you know, very successful in whatever he did. He, he could be really tough uh, on, Truck on certain driver. things. But uh, yeah, self-made from nothing, but he was always about treating everybody as an equal. No one's better than anybody else. 
and you know he's a very successful property developer and he used to always preach to me about you know son there might be 50 guys on this construction site but you're no better than the brickies laborer or the carpenter everybody should be treated as an equal and i think even though we grew up in a wealthy household you know we were all very humble uh, i think we were humble and level-headed because you know dad was uh as generous as he was he certainly taught us the value of the dollar and just to treat everybody you know as an equal and he certainly I didn't was living too proof well. of that <laughs> <laughs> he had no airs or graces you That's know. do you know what dad yeah. was doing a development in manly i've got this memory of us with our little white neat hats going to loretto at Kirribilli, and he'd park us in the Mercedes around the corner. He'd get into a ute or like a, a bomby old station wagon, yeah. and up. then he'd drive to the site because he wanted to be on it as an equal yeah. with all the tradies. Oh. And I, I didn't understand at the time, but now in reflection, yeah. I think that's so honourable. Absolutely. And really, that is dad on a plate. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Like and he was anti-snob. Yeah, very anti-snob. He couldn't oh. stand, he wouldn't, you know. He, he wouldn't want you in the house. We were, nah. we were happy, nah. lucky enough to go to well, you know, mm. a nice decent suburbs private school, but mm. dad was very anti-snob. Yeah, you know, isn't very about, It's kind very of refreshing, grounded. isn't it? Well, it's true. really it not. Because true. sometimes when you say to people... Mm. You know, people are ashamed of coming from a wealthy upbringing, and I, I, I wear it as a badge of honour because we were privileged, we were lucky, but didn't make us bad people in any respect. No, in no. fact, the opposite. Dad taught us all to look after. You know, he. I think as a family too, as a family unit, we're very much about the stronger looking after the weaker as a family, which is what all friends and family should do. And Dad lived by that. He was know? never down. He was always up about Dad. Every morning, Monday morning, no coffee, up. I'm up every morning, bright and early, early. to wake up to all, wake the up all the neighbours. Oh, oh, oh. To wake up all the neighbours. Just what enthusiasm to, to start your day. You know, even I'm looking at my kids like, shut up in the morning. <laughs> right, get it's away, true. piss off. You no. are right. Where did he get it from? Oh, good question. That's a really good question. Because he went to boarding school at a very young no, age. No, his father didn't love him, so it's interesting. Yes, yeah. where yeah. did he get it? It's a great well, question, he used enthusiasm. And I was telling the story just the other day about I'm often, when my son walks off the rugby field, he's now 12 or 13 I always go up and hug him and kiss him and not all the dads do that and Kai my son sort of giggles at he likes it but doesn't like it you know what I mean but but I know where I got that from because when I went to school didn't matter whether I was 15 16 17 whether I was arguing dad always kissed me and said love you son as I got out then I usually said something uh, <laughs> yeah. l- l- less enthusiastic but he always gave affection so he was one of the remember the old school dads didn't do that no. our dad was incredibly mm. affectionate he was just full of love and to yeah. him life was all about family first very that much was, so it was everything number you know? one and so we've all, yes. yeah. we've all got that and your that. beautiful mum I yeah, mean, well, another so rock star. Another well, as someone too, said seriously. the other day to me, a friend of our baby brother, Anthony, he said, my memories of your mum was coming on a Saturday, going up the stairs to the kitchen, and I couldn't see your mum because there were so many sandwiches made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and he said, oh, you've got uh, pe- people coming over. Oh, no, like that's just for the day. Like someone will call in or yeah. it might be football or whatever. Yeah. He yeah. said it was to the ceiling. Mum always said too is how is it that she could have eight kids and yet every single weekend – there was at least another 20 kids in the house it's that true. she had to feed. Yeah. It is very because true. Because so how she They just dealt. rock up. Yeah. And, and I ate for 20 myself. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. No, it true. is It right. starts from, I think, too, you know, there's mum, five foot two, blonde-haired, tiny, and then <laughs> I come along into the world. Like, honestly... What did you weigh when you were born? 14 pounds, the biggest baby born at that time. No cesarean, 
back then. That was after she was told she couldn't have any he's more kids. He's been a record yeah. breaker from the day he's been born, <laughs> hasn't he? She said I, they had to rebuild me. I'm great, great. Mom, that makes me <laughs> but then the doctor comes out because fathers weren't allowed in the rooms in those days. It was all about the mum. And then so his mum, right, five foot two and blonde, and I come out two feet long, four and olive, and olive, and the doctor goes, honey, yeah. just... We've got an issue here. If your husband isn't big and olive, we'd have to have a chat. <laughs> that was after four girls yeah. and then yeah. Colin. How exciting. So, you know, so yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So Dad had four yeah. girls and his brother, who was a uh, wallaby and an elite rugby mm, player yeah. as well, all they wanted was a son. <laughs> they got yes. four. Bob got four yeah. daughters yes. and Stuart Scott's got three daughters. So yes. there was seven in a row. Oh and lo and behold, yeah. uh, who turns up? Colin. Wow. wow. He was Great the made up for all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, good so what were some of the for. early days like, you know, some of the stories there? Because I think there's something about you, Rich, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Taking Gretel Packer to a dance oh, or something in a fancy car or I don't know. Well, we can your neighbours with the rich and famous. Go Gretel Packer, I'll go Kerry Packer. Tell us some stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like we, I said, Nick, we, we, we grew up, the Packers grew up a couple of doors up from us, but, you know, we didn't think twice about that. They it's were just, so normal. And, and Gradle's lovely. We're all mm, great mates with Gradle. Um, and I don't want to speak out of school because no, Gradle's no. just, you know, gorgeous. quite private and gorgeous. But yeah, um, I remember <laughs> I went to Gradle's school formal with her at, at Askham and uh, I remember a funny story, mum and dad saying, oh, you've got to take the Mercedes to pick up Gradle. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to take the Mercedes. I'll look like a cheese ball. Like, why would I do that? And then I'm having I a because I had this beat up blue Tirana that I really was proud of, Tirana. and I said, oh. I said, no, I'm great. It's my buddy. I'm she gonna, was so I'm cool. going to pick her up in the Tirana. I'm not going to pick up the Mercedes. Like, what a silly that look that's going to be. Funny story about that was when I did pick up Gradle, I didn't realise that her mum needed a lift as well, <laughs> and I had left my wet speedos in the back seat of the car. <laughs> And I, when I opened the door for Gradle's mother, the door was quite rusty and I, could, I struggled to get the door open and she sat in the back seat and true story, as I was driving out of the Packer compound, uh, the water from my wet spitters was dripping down the seat and I had to lean over so she didn't get wet. But uh, yeah, they were, they were funny days. But, that um, is so yeah. And Gradle was fantastic. And your house was a real party house too. Oh. Mum and Dad would say we're going away and I was writing the list about Five minutes later with Cole. Do you remember that party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and I was squ- we had a, a squidgy, yeah. and we were squidging the floor, yeah. marble, mind you, the floor from beer and alcohol, because yeah. every man and his dog that we suggested to. In those days, there was no social media. No, no. and no, and God. I remember squeegeeing. And then I said, de- "Decoy, someone delay mum and dad down the bottom, and we're squeegeeing it out." Yep. It was every time they went away, we had the world, like 200 people just yeah, turn we were, up. We were naughty, yeah. Nick, in a, we in a were good na- way. Oh, <laughs> naughty, yeah. Just like, we were naughty, mischief. but good. I love the party tradition that sort of went on in your early days. And then when I came on the scene in, and I was 22 in 1986 and you had a party at your house. And uh, that's when I met Colin. Mm-hmm. And I was flying then and I said, I'm going to Hawaii on Wednesday. And Colin said, um, I'm going on Tuesday. I said, but I think I'm going to change my flight to Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Best move I ever made. <laughs> right. So tell yeah. us a bit about your journey. Why were you, you know, going like, to Hawaii Tell then? us about Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii well, it's, it, uh, no, no, yeah. just, just yeah. very, very lucky. And, you know, life is, you know, we all get opportunities, but you've got to be prepared to seize those opportunities. And 
I had a very successful childhood in rugby, as Rich did, and uh, made the Australian schoolboys. Cut a long story short, we, That's we toured. That's a huge thing. No, thank you. It was a great yeah, honour. And, and yes. back in those days, we toured for six, seven weeks around really? the world. Now they don't go on tours at all. Incredible. So how lucky. Wow. And we were billeted by families, you know. Yes. It was so sweet. You'd be sitting on the bus and you're just hoping that the parents would come around with a daughter. <laughs> That's all you cared about. <laughs> but it was beautiful. You'd go into families and you would, anyway, it was just a magical, magical tour of, of, of seeing the world and Europe and yeah, just got, got lucky that on that tour we went to the US. The yeah. scout just saw me playing by accident, came playing down. Playing rugby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And thought, wow, if he looks that stupid without a helmet, let's put a helmet on his head. <laughs> so you're scouted. Well, and it's even better, Nick, because I don't know many Australians that have actually had Americans coming knocking at your door to you're offer kidding. you a scholarship. No, it was funny because wow, they were knocking at the bizarre. door, you know, two Ameri- the coaches that had seen me play, and mum and dad are going, you know, like, piss off, you know, thought they were <laughs> yeah, more, yeah. Well, like oh, Mormons, okay. you know. No, that, that's because well, that, <laughs> so they spotted him in LA. Us, yeah, yeah. So Sorry, Cole, sometimes I think I know just, your story. Just to <laughs> clarify, the yeah. scout was an NFL, meaning that's American right. football so he's scout. Approached right? Cole yeah, yeah. About which is huge. But we've got to remember, we're in that background. Dad was rugby, 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 right? And he was all about Collins from the day Colin was born. Yeah. He was going to be a wallaby. wallaby. Yeah. And Dad knew it from the day. He, literally, how heavy were you? 14 pounds, right? So yeah, he, Colin reckons he was born with tape around his ears. <laughs> like, that's, he was – and, and, and all you had to do as a six-year-old – when Colin was – I remember even when I was a little tacker, six or seven years old, and I was only a small thing, but when Colin was seven or eight, all anyone ever talked about was that kid's going to be a wallaby. You just had to take one look at his yeah. athleticism and his size. So when the the scout approached him, Colin's like, "What? What the hell is if I'm going to be playing this silly game I've never even heard about?" So no knowledge. What, Isn't that what was amazing yeah. about that story was that scout saw Colin as a natural athlete and ends up coming all the way to Australia. And this just goes back to mum and dad, the funny story, because I was there with you, Colin. Have you remember? Wow, I didn't we're know all on the, amazing. we're all down the running around in speedos and surfing and whatever. And the scout turned up with a projector, he, right? And he knocked, yeah, he knocked with a what? Projector, projector. my highlight. No, because they've been yeah. filming Colin. Yeah. <gasps> but when they turned up in the middle of summer in Palm Beach in mid-January, it was about Party going 38 on. degrees. <laughs> Everybody's wearing speedos. They're wearing suit and ties. And mum, mum, mum thought they were Jehovah's Witnesses selling Bibles oh and then they started buzzing the door and mum's like no no don't let them in they're selling Bibles don't don't go near it so and they're like no 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 we're from the states we want to see Colin no we don't want any Bibles go away go away and that's how that all the the comical Speedo side of it because oh. they ended up coming in and then yeah Cole they yeah. I remember them even talking to you about oh we want you to come up and Colin was so had no interest whatsoever he left and went for a surf <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't even care. That, that's what I find stunning. Well, uh, and I said, Dad, University of Hawaii? You know, I went, wow, of all the universities. Dad, and then Dad just gave me the confidence, you know, and just go for it. So like I tell anybody, you know, always see something. You've you got to learn something. You've got nothing to lose. You come home and, you've, you know, you've had a great isn't time. Isn't that great? Seize the day, isn't it? Seize the day. Like big thing about that too is you, you, your heart was still in rugby. Absolutely. Colin had been brainwashed as I had. I mean, we were just... So like, he's just thinking of the chicks on the beach in Hawaii. He's my first six I was in the USA, right? I, I fly over, absolutely <laughs> petrified. I yeah. get out of customs, they're going on the man. They're going, oh, you, where, who are you, Cole Scott? So you da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to be on a scholarship. He says, no, you're not, mate. You've got the wrong visa. I go like pretty much holding cell, call it jail oh. for my first three hours in America. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Sitting there, oh. coach finally rings me up. I go, the jail's fine, mate, but where are the cheerleaders? You are. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Finally, after three wow. hours, true story, die straight to jail. Like, not yeah. even go through. <laughs> yeah. Six months it's later, I was on the gold carpet. You know, yeah. we're all yeah. changed, yeah. which is cool, which is cool. Mm. Anyway, got to the college, and there's Tony Robbins, which we all know wow. from the Great Witch. This is 40 years ago, so he was just starting and making us doing the fire walk. So I've just got off the bus, first day in America, oh, this is and wild. they're doing the fire walk. He was right? doing that with the team. Back then, Daddy. That's incredible. Well, it's really interesting. God, I'm learning more yeah, about my brothers here today. Yeah, no, and it was quite interesting, because like, it actually was all about you know bringing the team together. Right? That's what he's lived by. He's the greatest in the world. Oh, we, we're so into yeah. Tony But you know what he did? Yeah. He actually divided the team, because out of the 140 in the team, 20 guys refused to do the walk, right? And so those 20 never got coals, over it. Right? Hot coals. Mm. Yeah, hot coals. I can it's understand full on. Why. It's full on. But they <laughs> never got over it, Di. For oh. the rest of their careers, they just felt like they would sorry, I'd let you down sort of thing. So all right. it did was to identify the weak in the group. It's, it's quite interesting wow. when, the, when you think of the psychic of Tony. So out of jail, straight to the Straight fire. to the fire walk. <laughs> what year are we talking about now? Uh, like, when so are we just sort of putting Cole, the list yeah, sort of so knowing? Nick, like, I was very close with all of that because mm. I uh, was playing rugby at the time. Then you two were playing and, and then, Aspen, weren't you? So, well, I went over and started playing sort of a hide gun, playing, uh, becoming a sevens rugby specialist. But uh, I went through Hawaii and I was going to hang out for a couple of weeks. But once I got a taste of the... Uh, of paradise with Cole, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I rounded up all the other boys and we virtually moved in with Colin. So <laughs> I've got to say, on that yeah. trip when I met Colin and yeah. I came back, I think I ended up going up to, I don't know, San Francisco or something on the way back. I had to stop over yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. way back and I saw Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so Rich had brought all the friends over. And to be honest, I was a bad influence for Cole. And I, I think the, the big thing about Cole's story there too is everyone forgets I often say he's the only player in the history of the NFL who never wanted to be an NFL player, which makes his story that much yeah. more special because you f- everyone forgets this whole thing was a bit of a joke at the time. Mm. Colin was there just to party, meet girls. <laughs> Colin kept be- being threatened about throwing off, the, throwing off the team, but he didn't really care because the consequences didn't mean anything because at right. the end of the day, if he left, he was just going to go and play for the Wallabies, which is what Dad really well, wanted. Well, imagine having wow. the choice. Talk about the valet parking oh, at the party. Yeah, yeah. All sorts because, of trouble. Because <laughs> no. for the listeners, that, so Richard brought all their buddies from Sydney over and hang out in Hawaii for a while. Yeah. And they got the opportunity to oh, so valet park trouble. cars at some, some John Wilbur, yeah, yeah who, was my manager. Was who had a really Bowl, big home party. and it was yeah. a big. It was the Who's Who of, yes. of well, Tom Selleck turned up. Yeah, okay, yeah. so they come in from the Mainland Who's Who America. of Hawaii. Yeah, so and what so, happened? Well, they were silly enough to they needed some uh, staff to do a valet service, <laughs> and Colin was leading the show, so I blame him. <laughs> but, so it was Colin and I, right, and a few of the right. rugby boys, and we were just drinking beers out the front, and we thought, well, valet parking, how hard can it be? You just get a couple of keys and throw them <laughs> so we didn't think for an instant we're pretty you know dad hadn't trained us that well but um we were so naive and i blame colin we, we started so it's the who's who of hawaiian uh, vips and, yeah. and mainlanders yeah. and uh, a lot of professional nfl footballers who come over and play this pro bowl each year so we start collecting 150 car keys and we just put them in a box and no one thought that maybe when they came back, well, how are we going to find the keys, let alone find their cars? Because 
we just scattered cars all over the neighbourhood. And Colin would drive off in a car. Remember, there's all these cars. We don't know how to drive them. They're all left-hand drive. Yeah, we're getting the wrong side. No, we're getting the wrong side of the car. We're sitting the passenger side. The guy's looking at us going, mate, that's not a good start. No, but Colin would get in a car and go, sir, I'll go and park it. And he'd sit there for five minutes and the wipers would come on, the horn, and the the owner would look and go, do you accept? The owner would go, mate, do you know what you're doing? He goes, yeah, 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 I got it. And then the back wipers would come on and then the hazard light. And then, and then finally Colin go and he's going and he just he would just dump the car anywhere Gardens, and, and we're in such a panic to offload all these cars and we the filled the whole neighborhood we covered driveways so hang on that was the easy part oh. so about oh. so then we're having four or five beers and it comes midnight you're the, thinking that was no easy. the first person comes out at midnight and goes Excuse me, can you get my Chevrolet, Buick, whatever? And I'm like, well, you what? <laughs> Sorry, mate, what was that? I didn't even know what he was talking and we're about. we're colorblind. He's seeing a brown one. We're going, oh, You're yeah. thinking so like Colin, a Holden No, or Colin a goes, I'll get it. And he's oh, got no. no idea what he's looking for, right? So after, Let alone the keys. No, after 15 minutes, so he tips the box over <laughs> with 150 keys and the guy's in his suit and tie on his hands and he's trying to find his keys and go, where did they find you guys running this service? And anyway, Colin finally gets the keys. Colin. Oh disappears for 40 minutes and comes back with the wrong car. Um, and we were sitting there going, oh, my God, the guy's screaming. Meanwhile, there's, there's 15 other people queuing up to get their cars. And it was a complete and utter Disaster. That is fun. And you weren't run out of town after that. Didn't somebody not get their car? Oh, with two cars we never found. They got taxis. So the police were called. The police called because we never found we never found two cars. And when the police turned up there, most of the rugby guys ran away. One guy was one guy was hiding in a tree. One guy got trapped in a car, he couldn't get out because it's self-locked. And Colin had to face the music. And he's there just going, What the hell? And so two two cars got towed away because we parked them on driveways. So Oh, that's so I thought Tom you might have Selleck got a good price cool. for them, Colin. Tom Selleck was cool, thank you. That, that was the story yeah, of Colin's start. life. And Although yeah. two months yeah. later he said, mate, I can't believe you took an hour to find my car. Oh. <laughs> he, he was shitting himself because oh. he had the, he had the uh, red Ferrari because of Magnum. He drove right. around it. That was, yeah, his, yeah, that was yeah. his whole number one show in America for you know, yeah. eight, ten years. And then you had life in, what, St. Louis? Is yes, that right? With yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where I got drafted. And, uh, yeah. So how did it happen with yeah. the drafting? So Tell the drafting. The oh, yeah. Well, yeah. so everyone I've was waiting. Prank, we've been doing prank calls with you, too. Yeah, so yeah. Remember, oh. Colin would get a bit carried away, so we'd actually ring him and yeah. say, hi, you know, it's so-and-so, Washington Redskins, you loser, we're going to pay you $2, you know what I'm calling? Oh, F off, F off. Yeah, so yeah. when the f- call oh, came no. through. Oh, wait, oh, wait, Richard. You, you wait for the phone call. And, of course, I had all the film crew there just sitting with me all day. You know, it's so stressful. Like, like oh, can I give you deal, another beer yeah. or something? Like, anyway, they all just packed up late at night because they didn't think I was going to get drafted. Right, yeah. And as soon as they walk out the door, I get the actual no, phone call. Nobody's there. Oh, they, no. But it was cool. It was but me But did you alone. think it was a crank call it from your brother? <laughs> phone call. No, it was the greatest phone call of my life. But wow. what happened, did the beautiful thing. And the next year, the media all took off. Came back to my apartment and said, "Can you reenact the phone call?" So, oh, fake it! Can you get your brother to go next door and just ring? So it sounds <laughs> yeah. so. So I, knowing all the cameras were there and they yeah. had to recreate it, Colin's pretending to get the phone. So I do the live phone call and I, to some of them. And I, Colin's on live television. And I go, so I ring up and go. 
you loser. <laughs> As if we would want you. And Colin's on the other line going, you know, I really appreciate that. It's the greatest day of my, my life. life. Thank you. you. And I go, did you hear what I said? Wanker. You're a loser. Wanker. Nobody wants you. Stop wasting your time. He goes, oh my God, such an honor. Thank you. Oh my God. This is the greatest And then when they stopped life. filming, what Colin want, ran out and wanted to kill me. So we ran down the corridor and I was like, what's going on? And so, Colin, with all that, you've actually written a book called All Balls. Yes. And, and who came up with the name? <laughs> yeah, Mum came up with it. Mom, it was apparently seriously. because yeah. I wow. was good at playing with balls. Uh, <laughs> playing with yeah. my balls. own oh, right. balls. Yeah. When you were know. young. No, I had balls. It's a great skills. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really all balls. Well, yeah. And that's, not, that's <laughs> a story really of yours. It should have been a circus, to be honest. That went over my head. Yeah. But yeah, Mum, yeah, yeah. of all people. Isn't yeah, it's no, amazing. no, no. Yeah. Just fortunate to come back and, yeah. and it's write a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich helped me write a lot of it because he mm. was there for half. A, you know, came yeah. for a week but stayed half yeah. my life. Well, and we yeah. want to hit a bit more with Rich's career too. But just tell yeah. us also, so we're onto that as well with um, possibly with the movie that's being. Yeah, uh, Nick. Well, it's, it's in one, the wind. And look, the story's mm. been around a long time. But um, in reflection, obviously, because I'm in the entertainment business and run a media business, I've always said to Cole not just on the uh, success of his book, but his story is so unique, you know. It's unlike anything because, as I keep saying, uh, football stories are done to death, you know, especially in this country. There's a lot of people done have done amazing things, whether it be soccer or AFL or or rugby and, and so on. But Colin's story, the fact he came from a pretty wealthy upbringing, so he didn't need to go and make money elsewhere. And he certainly came from a strong rugby pedigree. And the whole reason for going to Hawaii, I mean, and the truth of the matter is, Colin forgets this too, when they realised he didn't have much interest, you you know what was the turning point? They made him the head judge of the Waikiki bikini competition. <laughs> and seriously, Colin said to me, right, confining in his own brother, goes, I, I think this is this is it. I've got to do this, right? <laughs> it wasn't the football. It was just a means to an end. That and was legendary. Wow. Well, was oh, every Friday night, oh. he was the head judge of the white baguette. And Colin goes, <laughs> this, this is on. my calling. Okay. I was this is sport. my calling. And he's like, I'm a natural at and this. There, and brilliant. I didn't do any favours for the best looking girl. No. <laughs> Times were different then. <laughs> so I, I, sorry for that, but I remember you just reminded me, waking That's up so in Hawaii on some chaise lounges in a hotel at like, 6 a.m. with yeah. Colin on the other chaise lounge. Yeah. We'd gone, I'd done an all-nighter in Hawaii. Oh, He'd introduced me to a seven-foot basketball. I wanted to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Kill Colin for introducing <laughs> me to him. And so we're lying on the chaise lounges in this hotel <laughs> and the, the pool guy comes around and he goes, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh, waking up. And he noticed Colin and he went, oh, Colin, Colin Scott. So I'm like... <laughs> We're all like your hyenas. And he went, look, mate, um, you got to leave. I've got um, guests coming in. He went, no worries, mate. And we just walked off like two bush turkeys. <laughs> and I just thought, Hawaii those days. Yeah. You know, Paul goes, pull up a chaise lounge, have a little sleep here. And yeah. Colin yeah. got away crazy with Well, there's yeah. a million people out in the middle of nowhere, a little yeah. speck island. There's no, yeah. there's no influence of professional teams. It's just the university is the yeah. temple. I'm just saying what was so unique and amazing about Colin's story, because Colin is – 
the only NFL footballer in history, as far as I'm aware, that never wanted to be an NFL footballer because he was <laughs> born to play for the Wallabies. And every time he got in trouble or got threatened to be thrown off the team, it was like, oh, who cares? I'm going right. back and playing for the Wallabies. Yeah. So if so, he wasn't drafted, he could have gone back and judged the bikini contest. Well, he was, <laughs> i got to tell you. Well, the first three months judge. when I went out there, Richard, and yeah. you were saying bashed and smashed, because I'd never put on the pads before. So I'm on a full scholarship, which is a massive entitlement. Only 40% of the team actually get a scholarship. The rest are all trying to get one. And then I didn't even know how to put on the pads, right? There's 14 pads and I've got one funny shaped one. I didn't know where to put it. I'm not going to ask somebody where to put pads on, right? So I was a former cricketer. So, you you know, you had to call the box. So you protect the family jewels. That's just what we do in Australia, right, with cricket. So I'm thinking, right, oh, it's put it down there and all good. And and a little did I know, but I ran around for three months with this. It's actually an ass pad that protects your tailbone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> around my balls for three months. And then coach finally brings me over in front of 140 players and goes, oh, now no. look, Scott's come here. Enough of this circus. I know your pads impressed all the girls about your bloody big crutch, but it goes on your ass. And you know what I said? Why? And he sent me off. Thought I was being a smart ass. Oh. Yeah. Now I know why you've got the title of the book, All Balls. Yeah. Incredible. No balls after that. <laughs> Now tell us now, like your, like your dad's and you've had a whole change of life, like you were at this stage of your life. How is it? You know, like now you're no longer sort of like the... Not as fun, eh? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you've no. got two beautiful kids. Yeah, no, and, no, it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a different stage, isn't it? You, you, and Rich, you, you've got four. Four. You know, I mean, wish yeah. I had more. And you're in the hood, more. you're yeah. in Palm Beach. And Palm Beach, living... Well, I'm living a lot. Like, I think mum and dad, they, you know, had a big family. If I'd started early, I think I would have had eight kids too. But, yeah, but you had kids, beautiful. like, I think you were 40, weren't you? Yeah, I started So late. for those wow. that think, mm. you, know, you hear a lot of yeah. younger... No, Rich is a brilliant father. John. He Look, loves it. Yeah. He loves I always say, yeah. Yeah, greatest pe- father. Everybody loves their kids. Not everyone <coughs> loves being with their kids. You know what I mean? So I love being. Yeah, that's with well kids. said, mate. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what well, stress or love is until you have a child. Yeah, but that's, yeah, a, beautiful, well, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I, I think wham, that's wham, a thread. Wham, from, yeah. So from a sort of an outside of it, part of the family, yes. yeah. I can see with all the Scots, you all have that just sort of like big hearts. Full of love, Passion. and it's a genuine thing. Yes. And I think listeners, you know, listening in too with families because they all come in different shapes and sizes. And sometimes yeah. there's love, and sometimes there's disagreements. Yeah. And you don't always they don't always come back together. But your family always finds a way. Yeah, yes. that's very true. Yeah. And you've only got to look at the cousins, how close they are. Yes. Not, yeah, which true. I love. There's forty of us. Yeah. 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 Hence yeah. the nurse said when Mum was dying, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Only family allowed in here. Yes. We went, ah, oh, yes. this is actually about half of us. Yes. Well, We're all family. Well, and yeah. she reversed out yeah. so slowly. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Because so there's cool. just so many of us. Yeah. And you take for granted growing up in a big family. Mm, what, you a, do. what an absolute yeah. privilege oh, it absolutely. is. Yeah. And not everyone, I suppose, says that from a big family. But oh. for me personally, oh, my God. It's not yeah. a day I go past that I'm just... Think back and pinch myself on the incredible upbringing well. that we had. Yeah, no it, big families left. It, no, there's not. Remember when I, I went over? I was living overseas, playing f- football was basically paying my way. Rugby at the time, and I, I remember Dad giving me a gold Amex card. I've never forgiven <laughs> you for this guy. And he gave me the gold Amex, and he goes, "Son, use that beyond an emergency. Don't bother coming home." So, because I was a stubborn bastard, I got the Amex card and I put it in my back pocket. I never used it for three and a half years, and I'm telling this story. A week after I get back from being overseas, and Di looks at me and goes, 
You idiot. I was in New York for three weeks, ran out of money. He said, Dad, send me 10, 10 grand cash. And he sent it over. And I was sitting there just choking on my breakfast cereal going, oh, okay. You idiot. No, he, he gave me the Amex card, gave me the same talk. Right. Darling, it's for emergency. I went, I need another fucking talk I was trying to be the martyr and, and die lasted three weeks and got all this extra funding. And then the, the card went back and I had to really get a serious job. To visit die in heaven, you must. Have the a the bottle of French champagne. Yeah. That's the only yeah. way you'll get to visit it. I was so anonymous of Nick, she thought I was a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like around the dinner table with all okay, of you? Okay, you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. An Strongest arm coming across, a hairy arm coming across. <laughs> like you can't see because it's, like it's blocked the sun. And we're talking about grabbing the leg of lamb. <laughs> not not a slice, not a slice. <laughs> like and and then the leg of lamb, there goes the hairy arm back, and the leg of lamb's gone over there. And we're all like, "What? There was starving, like whatever." Crazy. Stronger was, survive. And mum would go, "He needs to eat." Big like, bowl. What the hell? So do we, you know? Just chaos. Potatoes oh, for you and lamb for The mum would usually know, have another one in the oven. Fun. What about what about drive-ins? And I had to be uh, on the roof with a girlfriend because yeah. there's too many in the back. And dad hiding us under quilts because yeah. you have to pay per person. Dad yeah. would say, uh, three kids, <laughs> uh, two adults. Thank you very much. And we'd all go, wee! Yeah. And rip off the girls. The criminals like, had got in again. was like... Twelve of us or something, you know. A drive-in. Oh, I remember putting the speaker on the the window. What a family. Showing our age. It's it's just full of love. Is there any sort of memories, any other things you sort of want to share that you can... I I think one one of the great things mum and dad did too was inspire us to do anything. And one of the great things with the family, everybody did amazing things or different. Like Di's career is amazing. Always had a great personality and ended up, you know, hosting her own TV show. Out of the blue, no formal training. We had had designers, we had, you know, musicians. NFL players. We've had NFL players we've done. You know, we've all done. Richard, who's very understated today, like he's funny, massive media company like all over the world so tell us what you do with that too well I was sort of inspired by Colin's career to be honest well I was over I wanted to play professional rugby that was Mm. my big thing but I I sort of got caught in his shadow (laughs) no one even realised I played that would have been hard that would have been it was was hard because Mm. I got I did get ignored but it just Mm. made me more determined but you could have gone the other way Rich no 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 but he really did grow up in a shadow and I admire that but I was half the size of Colin so he got all the attention I I get that but he was hungry on the rugby and I thought I was pretty good too but it took a long time for people to realise you did right with the girls mate wasn't wasn't until I got it into a the couple of representative teams or made first grade. I think Dad sort of turned around and because I wanted to prove to him that I was good too. But so you uh, were inspired by being in Hawaii oh, like, to get involved in the media. Well, I think in, like, seeing the, the, the you know media sponsorship, client right. management, Sports, yes. having that small taste of trying to manage Colin and not well. <laughs> and uh, the worst. All of those <laughs> components. Yeah, I ended up coming back to Australia and um, well, I ended up promoting rugby tournaments in Fiji and Hawaii That's with another right. partner, and sort of things grew from there. But I yeah. always loved cameras and media, as you know. Writing, I suppose, was my strength. And then, yeah, the business just grew. You're, and you're a huge. I was just like... lucky that I sold my business at the right time to IMG and. 
then my yes. business became IMG Media here in Australia. And that was just, you know, we always get those one moments in life mm. where your career just, you get the uh, right, right time, right place. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm like a lot of us in the family doing something I absolutely love. That's so wonderful, we produce isn't it? lots of television content and sell it all You'd over the world. You've just done one with so. Russell Crowe at say, yeah, um, yeah, I was uh, Thanks to Cole. Based, yeah. Was Cole's that based mate. in, yeah, he's a really good mate of yours, Cole. Lovely but bloke. It was Lovely based bloke. in the Barry Reef. Great Barry Reef. Yeah. yeah, just a four-part You just showed me a series. segment yeah. of it. Yeah, it's gone into over 100 countries. I love countries. his voice. It's like velvet. Uh, mm. Russell was brilliant. It's like honey. Brilliant. brilliant. It's just cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm so proud of everyone in the family because, you know, even our baby brother, you know. Amazing. He runs huge companies. And they're all good-looking in your family. Talk about selling tickets on ourselves. They're all everybody's We're good at that, aren't we? We're very positive. The girls, the spunks, and the boys. Everybody's been successful in their own way. And I put that to mum and dad who always – dad was always about you can – you can achieve anything in life. And yeah. it, much as it's a cliche comment, he lived that motto yeah. every single day. Yes. So he was such an inspiring father. Yeah. He was always like, you know, never work for anyone. You just run your own show and, look, and, yeah. and always Vicky. driving Vicky. us to achieve anything. Mm. And that's why look at Colin's career. Like mm. who would have gone out of his comfort zone to, mm. to do what he did, mate? And jeopardise his whole wobbly career because dad Deb. pushed to, to try and do crazy Another stuff. Another line you know? from dad, life starts at the end of your comfort zone. They're very powerful words. You know? Wow. Yeah. Very I powerful Always words. telling us so we true, can do anything. Yeah. So what about Vicky, our sister Vicky, amazing, just with her yeah. beautiful, beautiful partner produced an amazing film, Bosch, Bosch and Rocket. Rocket. Like, film. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, that, yeah, that yeah. was huge. The Hemsworth. And, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Rosie, our beautiful sister Rosie. Yes. Who's Love just it. the most gorgeous She's human? Most who has kind, the world's biggest heart? Generous, who caring looks after our being. older sister, who's Love not it. that Love well. It to death. And Love it yeah, to death. like yeah. yeah, like a gift. She yeah. had, she was born with an angel's. Yeah, still an paying angel. off her Ibiza trip. Have <laughs> 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 we gone to them all? So people <laughs> say to me, "Oh, what are the names of the f- your do family? You ready? Jillian, we, we Wendy, Dana, Rosen, Con, Richard, Vicky, Anthony. Wow, is that a dementia test? Is it a? Turning back the clock, I think we've got a question. Um, I might start off. I'll ask Rich and yeah, you can ask Cole. It's a, it's a great what one. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self now in reflection? Oh, good question. Mm. Looking back. Uh, yeah. Never really easy. Really good to... question. Mm. Uh, again, I wouldn't change anything in my childhood and my upbringing because oh, I, I feel it was so charmed and I treasure it every day because every day you hear people's dramas in their childhood and I so I often think I have no excuses but to succeed in life because I was given everything but what would I change oh <laughs> probably if I hadn't I, I my only what would I say to myself N- not much I wouldn't change much probably in my football career I should have stayed in Australia and I wanted to play for the Wallabies too right. that was one of my okay. big things and probably a mm. minor regret that I never gave that a shot whether I was good enough who knows but um I you know could have given that a go but oh god I got I wouldn't change anything in Love terms it. of advice. Yeah, mm. Love it. Much. That's it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And Collie, and what And same you? thing. I, you know, I, I was. I was leaving my comfort zone and, and my life did start. And I was living – I look back now and I go, my goodness, what – you know, all the places to go, University of Hawaii, be the first Australian to receive a scholarship. And you sort of, you know, you, you look back and you go, oh, could I change a little bit of that or less partied or this? I wouldn't change it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I did so both. So I, I think his regret was inviting me to come over. <laughs> yeah, but it was for a week though, Rich. Yeah. I said I was going to stay a week. I stayed a year and a half. We're running out of time. Yeah. But the last, the last yeah. question that we right. ask is, and I... 
I could almost answer it for both of you because we're going to wrap it up. But if you had an opportunity of meeting someone over the back fence, anyone in the world that could live in space, who would that be and why? Which is probably um, Putin, just so I could throw something at <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, I'll be that that why do you say that? Sorry. Yeah. It'd be oh, nice to meet, to meet the Ukraine guy. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. like to meet yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just yeah. caught my attention. Yeah. Yeah. What a hero. Yeah. Who's Ukrainian that? President yes. Oh, he'd be sorry. cold. Good. Zelensky. Oh, yeah. I like the balance there with you too. That was great. We've actually had someone who said Zelensky's wife. But That's wow. true. She's been in yeah, Cole, support. he's my hero, man. He's my hero. Oh, yeah, right I agree with that. you. Yeah. And um, and dad and mum, huh? Of course. Just yeah. have a chat. Tell them where we're at. I love them to I death. Like that. Oh, have I a chat. Tell that. them where we're at. Well, definitely. Yeah. That you're so going to be there. Um, I think we could continue. We could to be well, continued. I think, I think we are going to be Absolutely. How could you ever do? I think we just warm up. Where are we going? How could you do a podcast with Ace? Can you do an R-rated version of this? Because we're just skimming the surface. Oh, we've been true. at our best. Well, guys, hey, thank you best. so much yeah. for coming on, and you know, unbelievable. And uh, yeah. with your big love sis it. here, yeah. and, and the throw-in sis that's you know included I love herself. It. Very you comfortable, are. Right? Yeah, Very the comfortable. But, you know, we feel like so privileged yeah. having you here. It's yeah. just been great, and and we've uh, been looking we, forward to it. You know, yeah, we love you so much, and it's really just great. Definitely, people love hearing from family too. Listeners, to get to know more about Donna, because we hear about her crazy family, one of eight, and so it's true. Plenty of dirt there. Well, thanks for listening. We'll uh, be back in your ears next Monday. And don't forget to follow and rate and review. How many stars, Diane? I think um, maximum is five, so we ask for about 22. 22? Yeah, that'll (laughs) that'll do. Reach for the stars. See, that's why I was brought up. Be positive. (laughs) (laughs) That's Dad echoing through. See you Monday. Ciao. Bye-bye.